Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! TPV Radio, Central Texas. What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with on Sundays, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Friday's Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Fest with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Loda Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Psalmist Voice presents by appointment only. Coming soon, TPV Radio's open mic open to all pastors, preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us at Majal's Products. We care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to The Grub right now on TPV Radio. Radio. Good afternoon, good afternoon, family 
and friends, it is another day in October and another blessed Tuesday, and you are tuned in to the Grub Family and Friends. All right, friends. all right. Yes, so I am your host, niece, and I have my beautiful sisters with me, Sister Dion LeBrand. And Dean Holmes, that's right, from their friends. The Platinum Sisters hello, is hello, in everyone. the house. Yes. Amen. And amen. Family and friends, before we open in prayer, just let me tell you a little something. Let me tell you what we have. What are we baking today? Not what we have, but what are we baking today? We are doing cakes. The whole month of October, we are building, building, and putting together family and friends. So that's mm-hmm. what we're doing this month. We have a skillet pineapple upside down cake, family and friends. Ooh, that's, yes, we are doing this today. Today, we playing with Ayo. We playing with Ayo. We bring pineapple out. upside down cake. Yes. So, family and friends, before we move forward, I'm going to have Pastor Jean open up with a prayer today, family and friends. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Before we start, Sister Nisa, you know what? I think you're just anointed to talk about food. When I hear you say butter, it makes me want to eat cake butter. I don't even, I can't even say it. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Okay, for serious note here. Lord God, we just come before your throne of grace and mercy today. Just thanking you, Father God, because of who you are. We thank you, Lord God. We lift your name up today, Father God, and we say, that you are greater than anything, Lord God. You are the one and only creator, Lord God, sustainer of all things. So we just acknowledge you from our hearts today, Lord God. We thank you for this time of fellowship, Lord God, and teaching and learning, Father God. And Father God, we just thank you for our radio uh, audience today, Father. We pray that as we come forth, Lord God, something will be said, Lord God, that will be a blessing to your children. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. amen. So, family and friends, what do we have? What do we have? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. we are coming from Luke 6, Luke six thirty-seven, And this is... Your half a cup of butter mm-hmm. and your one cup of <laughs> there brown you go. sugar. And yes. <laughs> yes. Well, when we bring this to you, we are talking about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We are talking about forgiveness. I am so sorry yeah. for my friends. I am yeah. having issues with the mic staying still. So we are talking about forgiveness. So this, this is your brown sugar and your butter. It's forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Butter don't have a taste, and sugar is sweet. And you know, sometimes when we talk about forgiveness, you know, we we could be like butter with no taste, or mm-hmm. we could be sweet like that sugar. What is brown sugar? White sugar? Purple sugar? You know, we could be sweet <laughs> in our forgiveness about that when we forgiving somebody. But like I said, we coming from Luke six thirty seven. Judge not. 
and you shall not be judged. Huh. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, yeah. and you will be forgiven. I know I'm touching somebody today with this. I know we're touching somebody today, sisters, with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. There is Amen. no doubt Amen. about it. Forgiveness is difficult, which is true. We we have been there where, ah, why should I forgive them? Exactly. Being frail, fallible, imperfect human beings. We are quick to anger, quick mm-hmm. to blame, slow to forgive. We are very slow to forgive and even slower to forget. That's me. That's me, family and friends. As Christians, we are condemned to forgive others just as we too have been forgiven. So Mm -hmm. even when forgiveness is difficult, we must ask God to help us to move beyond the spiritual stumbling Blacks of bitterness and hate. In mm-hmm. our heart, in our heart, coming and friends, we, mm-hmm. me, I, you, we hold bitterness mm-hmm. against even a single person. But he said, forgive. Jesus. We have to forgive. If mm-hmm. there exists, even in one person, alive or dead, who have not forgiven, allow God come and his will for your life, my life, our life. Again, family and friends, we have to forgive. If you are embittered against yourself for some past mistake or shortcoming, forgive. To do the best of your abilities, forget. Move on. Bitterness and regret are not part of God's plan for our life. Not just your life, my life, but our life. And in that life, family and friends, forgiveness is what it is. Yeah. Again, we, we, like I said before, we are slow to forgive. And, you know, I know, Sister Dion, we, we have a saying home. You can forgive, mm-hmm. but don't forget. Mm-hmm. God telling us if we forgive we have to forget because if mm-hmm. you don't forget and you forgive you still keep holding on to that anger you still holding on to that bitterness you still holding mm-hmm. on to that hate you holding on to everything that is not of God everything. so therefore you have to forgive and you have to forget let it go let it let go it. family and friends we, we uh-huh. just have to let go. Amen. God Amen. Has to if we as Christians, as I said, we as Christians, if we as Christians, we have to forgive others. We have to forgive ourselves. Don't matter yeah. if it's the past. You have to let that past go. And forgive yourself. If a mistake yeah. is okay, you made the wrong move, it's okay. It's okay. Just forgive yourself and keep moving on. Somebody mm-hmm. hurt you. You have to forgive family and friends. Yes, I, I, I was molested and I was raped. And for years, I carried around that hate and anger. Mm-hmm. And I had to 
give that person to move on with my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process of forgetting because, yes, it is painful. You know, we, we can't forget things that happen to us that drastic. But I have to, I have to forget it because I already forgiven that person. And I, even though I was young, I was, I was helpless, I forgive myself. Mm-hmm. I forgive myself. I, you you mm-hmm. cannot move forward with anything positive in life if you continue lingering with that bitterness. If you continue mm-hmm. holding on to that anger, how could you move forward? Yeah. How could you carry yourself? You can't. Sister Deanna, I'll turn it over to you. Yes, ma'am. Hello, family and friends. How are you? Welcome again to the show. We are glad to be here. Don't forget to share this broadcast and invite your friends and family. It's funny that this is our first uh, topic because this is exactly what I did on my post this morning was about forgiveness, releasing and letting go. And it, oh, I thought I heard something. I'm sorry. And uh, it's like Sister, Sister Nisi said, Forgiveness is hard, especially when that person have wronged you and they know they've wronged you and they look you in the eyes like they did nothing to you and you still have to forgive them knowing sometimes they will never come to you and ask for forgiveness and ask for forgiveness. The thing is this, also we say you have to forget. Now, I know People are saying, how am I going to forget? How am I going to forget? There comes a place that come, there comes a place in God, and I'm going to tell you, to be able to totally release and let go, you would have to be acquainted with what Jesus did for us on the cross. When you look at all the sins of everybody in this world, and how they treated him on the way to the cross. They slapped him. They spat at him. They hurt him in ways that none of us have ever been hurt. Humiliated, put him to shame. And on the cross, he said to his father, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. And that is so true because people hurt us, and they don't realize the implications of what they did to us, the effects that it can have on us sometimes. And as children of the Almighty God, we have to forgive. And I know this is hard, but the thing is, if you don't forgive that person, you are causing them to continue to inflict pain on you, and the only person that can stop that pain is you. I learned, uh, 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 I was watching a movie, and that, that made so much sense to me, the way it was a Tyler Perry movie, My Dear Went to Jail. And when the lady was in the jail, in the prison, speaking to the women, she said to them, uh, I think the Madea character said that, hating somebody, holding on to unforgiveness in your heart towards somebody, it's like drinking poison and waiting for that person to die. It's never going to happen. You can go eat a whole box of rat poison. The only person that's going to die is you, and they're going to go on living, never thinking about you, can care less that you die. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. When you forgive, 
your conscience is clear. And like Sister Nisi said, you have to forget, and it's impossible sometimes to forget. But when you truly and totally forgive, when the enemy try to bring that thought to your mind because you have completely released and forgive that person, guess what? It doesn't even bother you anymore. It's not going to bother you. The only way it's going to bother you is if it still lingers. Because if you have a, a cut or a bruise, as long as you keep pulling off the scab, it's never going to heal. But once you make your mind up, you know what? I need to let this heal. It's going to scab up. It's going to get hard. And after a while, it's going to even leave a mark, especially if you're dark-skinned people. It's going to leave a little, a little dark mark. But as time goes on, that mark will disappear. And this is the same thing. I look at that scab as though it is the blood of Jesus. And as you apply the blood of Jesus to your heart, as you cry out to the Lord and say, God, I need to get this unforgiveness out of my heart, it's like the scab is the blood of Jesus. And even though it may take a while sometimes and the enemy might use it to come after you, if you've made a decision in your mind to truly release and let go and forget about it, as that scab begins to lighten up, that mark begins to lighten up, so will the same thing happen to you. Remember, Jesus warned us, in order for us to get forgiveness from him, we have to do it to others. Because we said, Lord, and we, we, we quit to pray, and Father, forgive, them, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. Do you really want God to forgive you the way you forgive people? Do you really want God to forgive you and have everything in mind that you did wrong and everything, anytime you do something that gets on his nerve, he remember and he come back at you? No. I don't want God to remember nothing. Once I said, Lord, I repent, forgive me, I want to forget it. And when people hurt and harm me, and like Sister Nisha said, I think all three of us here on this call, on this, on this broadcast, we all have dealt with, with uh, some kind of abuse, sexual abuse, mental, physical some kind of domestic abuse. We've, we've all suffered it. And no, it's not easy forgiving the people who would do that to us. It's not easy. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, brothers and sisters, it is necessary so God can take you to your next level. Amen. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, this particular subject is one that is as near and dear to most of to the hearts of most of the people of God, I believe, mm-hmm. because God God uh, commands us to forgive. And mm-hmm. you know, when He sent His Son to die on the cross, that was His act of forgiveness towards mm-hmm. us that did not even deserve forgiveness. So He showed us how. Uh, how to forgive by giving himself instead of us uh, suffering the punishment that was due to us. So whenever I've had situations, and as my dear sister said just a moment ago, we all have suffered something in this life. And I think we three women, I think sometimes that's why God is raising up women, not not to deter the men in any way, form, or fashion, but because we've experienced uh, so many things that 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 we've uh, out of knowing God in those places, we're open, mm. we're willing, we're transparent. We will we will share. 
And I'm, I'm recalling it so many times I've been misused or abused. It's like, God, which one do I share? Mm-hmm. So I'll share this one. I was not, not my husband now, but I was married before. And the man that I was married to was very successful, very smart, very intelligent. Um, on the outside, he gave the appearance that we had it all together. And I soon learned how to fall in line and pretend for fear of being beaten because mm-hmm. I knew if I didn't act a certain way in public mm-hmm. when I got home, it would be held pay. Mm-hmm. Now, during that time, my daughters were small. They may have been one and two, and uh, they were not his biological children, but uh, I had them when we married, and we had built, we had a home, and I had gone to work, and when I came home, he frantically said to me that he had had to whoop my children because he, I don't know what he was doing, but we lived right on a hill. And so the cars coming around the curve could not see uh, what was on the hill. And uh, he said that they had wandered outside and they were sitting in the middle of the road and they were playing. And the only thing he could think of is if a car had come around the curve and hit the hill, there was nothing that could be done. Hmm. And I vividly saw that sight in my mind. Then I could have lost both of my beautiful daughters that day. Mm-hmm. I was traumatized from the thought. Then he proceeded to tell me how he had to spank them, my one and two year old, for something that they had no idea. This was my thinking as a mother. They did not even comprehend why they were being mm-hmm. beaten. Mm-hmm. You beat them out of fear, which was the same abuse that I suffered. Now you put it up on my daughter. And just the thought of losing my babies that day. And, you know, let me tell you this. That day, I decided in my heart to leave him. Mm-hmm. Now, I could take the beatings. I could take the abuse. But when he turned it to my baby, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. that was more than I could handle. Mm-hmm. And, and so the fear inside of me became the fear of him. I mean, because I suffered abuse from him, never knowing when it would come. But that day, that fear turned into desperation. And soon after, we divorced. But let me tell you this. Years later, when I realized that there was a call of God upon my life, and I was in Bible school, one morning I woke up hyperventilating. I didn't know what had happened. Seriously, I could not breathe. Every breath was painful. I didn't know what in the world had happened. It just came out of the blue. Whew. And Jesus, and, and so I, they took me to the church and they began to pray over me. And as they were praying over me, ladies, God came to me and said, it's time to forgive. And mm-hmm. you know, when you're in pain, you're willing to do whatever you need to do. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, really? God, mm-hmm. whatever I need to do, I can't breathe. I'm in pain. And God began to show me the, the all my life I've been abused or used or misused. Mm-hmm. And so God led at work, you know, on my job and my family. It was, And so God led me through a series of, of different individuals and say, you forgive them. 
and, and even my father, because he had abandoned me as a child. And he was really the only one that I, I knew that I really felt like truly loved me. And when he said he was coming back and never did, you know, that left me empty inside. That left me confused. It left okay. me as a child feeling like I was unlovable. And so hmm. when, when, when I was seated there before the Lord and he said, forgive your father, because you felt like he abandoned you and he lied to you. And, I mean, I'm still in pain. And I'm like, okay, God, I forgive him. I forgive him. Then there were men at work with sexual things, you know, uh, um, you know, and I worked in a very com- com- competitive environment. I was the only minority woman there, so mm-hmm. it made it very difficult for me. And they made it difficult for me, but there were always the sexual in your windows and, you know, even the fun, you know, just passed by you and touching. And so I endured all of that. And so there were different situations there that God said, now you've got to forgive them. And I said, okay, God, I forgive them. And he just led me, and there was one, and then he led me to that man that had beaten my babies. And he mm-hmm. said to me, and now you have to forgive him. And something rose up out of me, ladies, and I said to the Lord, I will not. <laughs> because he had no right. He had no right to beat my baby. I didn't even beat my I mean, and you could feel, I mean, all of that railing was coming out of me towards the Lord. I didn't even know that stuff was there because hmm. I had suppressed it. But God allowed it to come out. And God just let me finish. And when I finished, he said to me, I mean, I really thought I was justified. Because mm-hmm. of what he did to my baby, I thought my bitterness and unforgiveness was justifiable because they were babies and they were innocent, and I wasn't there to protect them. And when I finished, God said to me, and keep it in mind, I was in Bible school. He said to me, so you're telling me that if you had the power to send this man to hell, you would rather he go to hell than as a minister of God, forgive him. Mm, And it stopped me in my tracks, and it challenged me because I thought being called of God and serving God was such an honor. It was the most important thing in my life, and I wanted to do it pleasing God. But when he presented it to me that way, I realized, I had no choice if I wanted to please God, if I wanted to continue to hear his voice. It was not an option. I had to forgive. But I didn't. So that's how God presented it to me, that if you are to be my child, if you're to be my daughter, my servant, my minister, you must be obedient to the word, not the one that you pick and choose, because I suffered for you. I suffered for you even before you ever suffered. That means that I've made a way. I understand what you went through. I know the pain of being betrayed. I was betrayed on the cross. I was betrayed with a kiss. But if I had held that in my heart, then today you would be in hell. Jesus. Because I would not have committed. I would not have completed my course. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And so, so you know, because I, I, you know, forgiveness, we throw it off our, off of our tongue like it's yeah. easy to do. But you know, mm-hmm. sisters, mm-hmm. I have found that the only way I can forgive some people, especially with the issues of the heart, is to allow God to help me to forgive. Mm-hmm. Because because it's like you know, God said to me, He said, you can't hold on to bitterness and embrace love, my love. Yeah. Can't. Exactly. Exactly. So, so many friends, this is why it's important to forgive. It's, it's not just for us to forgive, but mm-hmm. if, again, if we as Christians, we need to forgive. If we live in yeah. that righteous life and say that we are Christians, we have to give, forgive. It, it's, it's, it's a godly thing to do. So, so many mm-hmm. friends, we give you our forgiveness, which was our half a cup of butter and our one cup of brown sugar. So we are going into Matthew seven twelve, And with mm-hmm. that comes your one can, 20 ounces. I'm giving you all the exact ounces. 20 <laughs> ounces of sliced pineapple and your half a cup of chopped pecan. And when we talk about your sliced pineapple and your chopped pecan, we come in mm-hmm. here with kindness. Kindness. So we already gave you our forgiveness. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about kindness. And like I said, it's mm-hmm. from Matthew seven twelve. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do yes. also to them. For this mm-hmm. is the law and the prophet. See, family and friends, mm-hmm. kindness is a choice. When we feel happy, you know, we find it easy to be kind, and this is this is mm-hmm. so true. When we happy, we kind with everybody. You know, sometimes when we we so happy, we so kind that we we give them the clothes off our back. Yes, yes. When we are discouraged or tired, we can scarcely summon the energy to utter a kind word. God's contentment is clear. We must observe golden rules in everything, family and friends. God intends that we make conscious choice to treat others with kindness and respect. No matter our circumstances, no matter what we're going through in life, we always have to be kind. Kindness, again, is a choice. Are you choosing to do the right thing by being kind, family and friends? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to let it be just a matter of our emotion to not be kind? Again, kindness is a choice. As we, as Christians, must make make many times each day. We have to make many choices each day. Mm-hmm. We wave the tread of kindness. Mm-hmm. Into the very fabric of our lives. Yeah. We give a priceless gift. We give the priceless gift to others, family and friends. The priceless gift to others. And we give glory to to the one who gave his life for us. As believers, we must do no less, family and friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are your choice today to be kind? Are we going to forgive and let it go? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be mm-hmm. kind and 
or we're just going to be bitter. We're going to be in our emotions and not mm-hmm. give that token of kindness to to everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't matter how bad they treat you. We still mm-hmm. have to give that kindness. We still have to be kind. So, mm-hmm. again, it's a choice that most of us, because I'm talking about myself too, most of mm-hmm. us, have to find in our heart. We have to go to God with it and say, just put it in my heart, put it in my soul, <laughs> put Amazing. it in my spirit. Because sometimes it's very hard to find, especially when we're angry, especially when we mm-hmm. don't want to hear nothing. We we in that moment that we don't even want to hear the word of God. We don't want to hear mm-hmm. nobody tell us about that because mm-hmm. we are so wrapped up in our emotions at that time right. that we mm-hmm. we are so lost that we don't allow the spirit to come into us and say, "Be kind, mm-hmm. forgive." Mm-hmm. Family and friends, I'm gonna turn it back over to Sister Jean. Is this is this cake baking? We we mixing this cake again for y'all that just mm-hmm. tuning in. We are doing a skeleton. Pineapple upside down cake today. This is what we giving what? you the ingredients for. We we building today. <laughs> so Pastor Jean, take it. It's all yours. Amen. Amen. You can add a, a extra cup of cans in there if you'd like. That's one of my <laughs> favorite things. Yes. To eat. Yes. <laughs> and for yes. and for me and for me for my pineapple for me for my pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna change the entire recipe. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, um, one of the things that that I've learned is that, um, uh, and, and I'm going to uh, get to the kindness that unforgiveness, unforgiveness is unfulfilled revenge. Yeah, and when I realized that's what it was, that sounded so vile. That with yeah. unforgiveness in my heart, there was something in me waiting for something bad to happen to that person so I could Ooh, feel good. Jesus, have mercy, God. You know, there was no way I could clean that up. I really watched and observed for something bad to happen to them because they deserved it. And you know what? Ooh. God forbid they get blessed and I didn't get blessed. Mm. Because that's that's so that's bitter. You live your life out of that unforgiveness. I just wanted to add that because you're still watching and waiting for something bad to happen to that person, and that's you know that's not the character of a child of God. When you have that unforgiveness and that bitterness in your heart, it's very difficult to be kind because you're a respecter of person. You control who you're kind. And if you're a child of God and you're wanting to be led and controlled by the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord can't lead, can't lead you if you're mm-hmm. controlling your love and your kindness. Amen? Amen. It, it's difficult to do. And uh, going back to the word here, it says, and this is the passion of, uh, translation, Sister Nisi. So, just I wanted to read the uh, the next scripture because we we need to. I want to try to show the 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 listeners what it requires in order to walk in these 
things that you're so lovingly bringing forth today to show us our hearts. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in everything you do, <laughs> in everything you do, be careful to treat others the same way you want them to treat you. But that is the essence of all the teachings of the law and the prophets. Amen. That Amen. is the essence. That's the foundation. That's one of the foundational things of everything that God wants us to learn if we're mm-hmm. his children. Amen. It goes on to say, come to God through the narrow mm-hmm. gate because the wide gate and the broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly mm-hmm. everyone chooses that crowded road. Mm-hmm. The narrow gate and the difficult way leads to eternal life. Yes. So few even find it. So what am I saying, people? You. I'm saying that if I'm going to if I'm going to achieve eternal life, I gotta let go of some of that junk, like right. bitterness and unforgiveness and pride and arrogance and greed and ego. Because it won't fit through that gate, gate that leads to eternal life. God could not have explained it any, any more simple, simpler than that. If mm-hmm. you're going to come with me, if you're going to be with me for all eternity, I've come to pay the price. I've come mm-hmm. to pave the way. But you're going to have to let this fleshly stuff go. If you love that more than you love me, then you will not be able to be with me for all eternity. And is it worth it? Is is it worth holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness and offense and pride and ego and lust and all of that stuff that pokes mm-hmm. out the flesh and and miss out on your eternity in God? Hmm. Not worth it. Not worth it. Sister G is this <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I guess I, I'm cheating family and friends. I just had a slice of um seven up cake. So I'm I'm cheating while we while we baking this cake. I'm cheating like this is you
the Christmas spirit, and Christmas is all about being kind. But after December 25th, kindness is gone. (laughs) 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 Kindness is gone. But one of the fruits of the spirit is kindness. And that means we have got to be kind 365 days a year. There are so many people. There are so many people who are in graves right now because they could not find a kind word from nobody. Mm. Can you believe Mm. There are people who've Mm. taken their lives because they could not find one person to be kind to them, to show them kindness, to let them know, hey, I care. Hey, I'm just calling a check on you to make sure that you're okay. There are so many people in the world right now. And they just say, well, if nobody cares, I don't care either. And they throw their lives out there, and all they're looking for is somebody to just show them some kindness. You cannot be kind, like uh, you cannot be kind and, and say you forgive. It's an oxymoron. It's like saying a jumbo shrimp. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if, you are unfor- <laughs> if you are an unforgiving person, most of the times you find somebody who has unforgiveness in their heart, they have a nasty attitude, mm. nasty mm. attitude. And you, can, you cannot have unforgiveness in your heart and be sweet. The only other person or people you can be kind to or sweet to are the people who are in your circle. And nine out of ten times, you would hang around with people that are just like you. So you'll find all the bitter women together. You find all the yeah. angry men together because you mm-hmm. are what you attract, and what you attract is what you are. So uh, we have yes. got to learn to be kind one to another. Being kind doesn't mean I just let you walk over me. Being kind doesn't mean I just let you cuss me out and, and, and just be mean. There's a difference of kindness and being meek. I can be very kind and just say, oh, just telling somebody, oh, have a great day today. God bless you. You know, just, just, mm-hmm. we'd be surprised. Just the little thing. The Bible tells us it's the little foxes that spoils the vine. It's yeah. the little thing sometimes that you can do for somebody that will remind them, you know what? Maybe that God person is real. Can you imagine how many people we might have passed by and say, hi, how are you? God just blessed us to say, hi, how are you? Or, girl, yeah. I just picked up the phone to see how you doing and say, girl, I've been having a bad day today. I just, oh, Lord Jesus, it's just not even worth it. And we have no idea what the enemy has been putting in their mind. And just by us calling, just by us saying thank you, just by saying you have a nice day, but somebody's like, God, if nobody showed me any kindness today, it's it. You know, so let us be kind. Don't wait till, till how would they call him, Chris Kringle come, you know, and, and, and Santa is supposed to be the, the, the spirit of Christmas and all the goodness and the kindness, and, and that's not it. If you're talking about Christmas and kindness, that should be 365 days because 365 days a year, Jesus is God. He's alive, and he wants what's best for us. And if we say that as Jesus is, so are we in this world, then we ought to show each other kindness. Even when I may be mad at you, I may be mad at you, I may not like you in that moment, but if you come to me, you know, and you say, I need this, the kindness of Jesus that is in me should override that emotion of me being angry at you and do the right thing by you. Amen? So let us encourage each other and let us continue to be kind one to another. And a simple way to be kind to one another is to pray one for another. 
Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, family and friends, we're going to take a small music break and we'll be right back. So, stay tuned and stay blessed. You are tuned into the grub with the platinum sisters. That's right, family and oh, friends. The one and only. You are oh, all listening to that. <laughs> to the, yes, the hottest radio station on the network, TPB. So that's right from there, friends. So stay tuned and stay blessed. Amen. My song ain't want to play for me. <laughs> in my father's house, there's many mansions. But in my house, there's a room that I have especially reserved for my Jesus. There's a room in my house reserved for Jesus. Oh, yeah, he come as he pleads, and I never hear him leave, near the room in my house, return. 
There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 in this station. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You're listening to The Bruh right now on TPV Radio. Radio. Family and friends, we are back, we are back, and you are tuning in to the one and only Grub where we feed you spiritually, and we bring good dishes to you guys, you know. We're going to leave you hungry on the physical side, but we're feeding you spiritually, family and friends. So we, we give you our forgiveness, we give you our kindness. So we go into current First Corinthians 13, 13. This is your three eggs. Three large eggs, family and friends, room temperature. Make sure you separate them. That's right. And your one cup of white sugar. See, we give y'all the brown sugar with forgiveness. No, we're giving y'all the, the white sugar with love. This is what we're bringing to you guys, family and friends, love. What love got to do, got to do with thing. <laughs> so... It goes on in something like this. It said, and now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. See, family and friends, God loves and he intends that we share his love with the world. Not just to keep it to ourselves, but he wants us to share it with the world. But he wants force us to be loving and kind. He places that responsibility squarely on our shoulders, but he putting it on us. He he's given us that responsibility to share this love that he has given us and he is showing us. So he he put it on our shoulders. He said, you know, I laid here. So what are you going to do with it now? What mm-hmm. are you going to do with it? Love, like everything else in this world, begins and ends with God, family. Amen. He's the God, he's the he's the head and he's the tail. So mm-hmm. it begins with him and it ends and it ends with him. This this is why he's putting this responsibility and our shoulder said, I give you this. What are you gonna do with it? But the Come middle on. but the middle belongs mm-hmm. to us. The creator mm-hmm. gave us and he gave each and every one of us the opportunity to be kind, to be yeah. courteous. And to be loving, 
He gave mm-hmm. us, he gave each of us the chance to obey again the golden mm-hmm. rule or to make mm-hmm. up our own rules as we go. If we obey God's instructions, we secure, but if we do otherwise, we suffer. Christ's words are clear. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all, all your soul and with all, all of your mind. He didn't hide it from us. He, he made sure it was clear to us. This is the mm-hmm. first and the greatest yeah. in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Family and friends, it's the first and greatest commandment. And yeah. the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's right. All the law and the prophets hang on to these two commandments. Coming from Matthew 22, 37 to 40. We are commanded to love the one who first loved us. And then to share his love with the world. And the next move is always ours. Not his, but ours. He made the move family and friends he made the move by giving us that responsibility to share with others not just to keep it binded within ourselves I want you to share it I want you to love your neighbors like how you love yourself this is what he's telling us this is a commandment this is his demand to us He said, with Amen. all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, he is acting for you fully. Not just partially, but fully. He's acting for you to give it back out to the world. Mm-hmm. See, some of us are selfish when it comes to love. See, we love yeah. ourselves. Have I been there? Yes. Yeah. I've been there. Where I love myself. Mm-hmm. If it ain't about me, it ain't about nobody. That was my attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that. If ain't about me, ain't mm-hmm. about nobody. nobody. Then when I had my first daughter, if it wasn't <laughs> about me and my child, ain't about nobody. Oh, my, my husband oh, can attest to this because I told him straight up. If ain't about me and my child, ain't about nobody. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hey. Balls but in your I, court. Uh-huh. But as we grow spiritually, we grow in faith, and we believe, we obey God's word and the things that he's telling us. God has left us a guide, and that guide is the Bible. See, when you start reading his words and and not understanding but understanding his words, Everything else become clear to you. you. You understand more. Your mind is more open. Like I said, your your sight, your hearing, your taste, your smell, everything becomes different. And within that, Amen. he left us some commandments to follow. What are you gonna do? Some of us love mm. ourselves, love, love, love our neighbor. Like, oh, look at look 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 how they come mm-hmm. out their house. Oh. Oh, what do you have after the white children look so? Yeah. <laughs> I have been there. How come he got on them pants today? Sometimes we even look at our husband and like, what the heck he have on today? Like, exactly. What, what is that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Come. But we forget that. No matter what, we have to love them. 
We have to love them. We we have to share that love, especially as Christians, especially if you're, you're growing in faith, especially if you start to believe in God. Because some of us read the Bible and we still don't believe what God's saying. Some of us, we have to seek by the worldly sight, but not by spiritually sight. Mm-hmm. And you see, that, that's, yes, and that's where we go around. Mm-hmm. See, what the world can show us is not what we're going to see spiritually. That's right. See, spiritually sight is something different, but when you are spiritually blind as well, hmm. you have to ask yourself, where does my faith lie? Who do I really believe in? I got Family and friends, you got to share love. Mm-hmm. You, you got to share the love. Stop being yes. selfish <laughs> and keeping it to yourself and start sharing. Sometimes when we do things in a different path, we take a different path in life, things become easier, especially when God is walking in your side or he's walking behind you or even if he's carrying you. And we take that path down life. Things become so much easier. And, you know, we don't see when we live in our life for us. Right. See, we make wrong choices, and we see, like, okay, it's the right choice. Right. But see, that's what our mind is telling us. Okay. That's what the world and society sometimes want us to do, or that's the path that they want us to take. Because society has their own standards for us, oh, and yeah. the way we should live, the way we should dress, the way we should, the way we should talk. But God is saying no. Be yourself. Come to me as you are. Come to me as you are. He would guide you. He would show you the way. But it's all lie in love, your kindness. You you have to have a heart to forgive. And if, again, if you don't have that heart, ask God. Ask him what you ask for, you shall receive. And mm-hmm. sometimes we have to ask. Because how much times I ask? How much time I pray because, ooh, family and friends, I come a long way. I come a long way from Jericho. Let's put it that way. I I come a long way. My attitude, my mindset, the way I just used to talk without thinking because I didn't care who got hurt by it. And, again, I had to ask God to forgive me, and I had to forgive myself first to make those changes. Mm-hmm. So family and friends, we're gonna turn it over to Sister Lebrin. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. This is the Shanice you and that seven of cakes. I no, can't I, 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 I can't get down. Yeah, I can't get down with a seven of cakes. I'm gonna I'm gonna mm. tell y'all some y'all better keep that to y'all so y'all don't tell this to nobody, okay? <laughs> 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 We promise, we promise, we won't tell. Okay, Okay. everybody, okay, so uh, starting tomorrow, it will be 60 days away from my 50th birthday. So I told myself I'm going to start getting myself together and and try to lose some weight, right? And so I went to the doctor yesterday, and (laughs) in July I was 100 and. And, and, and 54, 56 pounds. 
Mm-hmm. And then many women that's like 154, I think. So I got on the scale yesterday, minding my own business, didn't care. So I got, she, I didn't ask for my weight. So I got into the doctor's office and they did the blood pressure, my blood pressure and everything. And then the lady said to me, she said, would you like to know your weight? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna be well proud of myself, you know. I'm like, yes, because I'm expecting, I'm expecting that to say 154, 150. She said 161. I said, oh, lucky you. I'm like, I'm like, it's a good thing you took my blood pressure before you told me that. So as I'm, you are enjoying seven up cake, I have mm. eaten a Southwest salad with avocados mm. in it. Okay, because <laughs> because I, I just could, yes. But you know sometimes I would be in the, huh? You know the little machine to Walmart that you, at Walmart and H E B has them, and you could go and you could sit and you could have your weight done, your pressure done well. Uh huh. The machine told me I'm 180, which is basically a normal weight for me. And mm-hmm. then I look across to the little thing. It said you obese. I say you lie because I don't have more than your when I go. <laughs> oh Jesus. All right, so y'all keep that to y'all self. Listeners, yeah. y'all keep that to y'all self. Don't, don't yeah. share that. Take this to your grave with you. Take this to yeah. your grave with you. We sure will. And, 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 we and, sure and, will. and this would be this would be this would be an act of love, loving your neighbor as yourself. So right yeah. now you're practicing loving your neighbor as yourself. But yeah. Amen, this this message today, as you can tell, it's a it's it's a reflective message. Because it makes you look Amen. at nobody. It makes you look at your own self. It makes you look at your own heart. It makes Amen. you pay attention to where you are with Christ. And when it comes to loving your neighbor as ourselves, you know, we say that. And, yeah, the Lord said to love our neighbor as ourselves. But really and truly, really, because I know I have a neighbor over there. And when I tell you that woman have driven me to my knees and plead the blood, and I was looking at her, and I'm like, can I really say I love her as I love myself? And I had to be honest with myself. And the answer was no. And the reason why, because she had aggravated me. She had angered me. And because of the anger that I had in my heart towards her, there's no way. I can love her like I love myself. There's no way she'd be starving, and I'm starving, and I find something to eat, and I give her half of it. No, I don't let her starve. But when you get to grow in God, when you get to spend more time with Jesus, when you read your word more, when you pray more, more of us, more of us begin to dwindle away, and more of Jesus begin to raise up in us. John the Baptist said to John the Baptist said he must decrease so that Jesus may increase. And usually we think of that and we say, yeah, it's uh, preaching the gospel and everything. But I also believe we have to come to a place where Jesus called meekness, where we realize it's not all about us. There is no way I can say I love me and I treat you bad. There is no way I can say I love you and I pray against you that something bad would happen to you. Oh, she's going to get that job. I hope she don't get it. Oh, I hope that marriage don't work. All these things that we so easily say with our mouth, oh, girl, I love you, I love you, I love you. But then when it comes time to celebrate, then you have people hating on you. Anytime you have to hate on somebody, 
that's an indication that you don't love them as you love yourself. Because if you love them as you love yourself, whenever there is a time for celebration, you would celebrate them. Whenever they do something good, you would not go out and try to outdo them. You would say, girl, I'm proud of you. Brother, I'm proud of you. You did a good thing. Now that you did this, help me to do something. But we, we cannot say we love God. Because the, was it John said, how can we say we love God, whom we've never seen? But our brother that we see every day, you can't love and you hate, there's a disconnect. It's a disconnect. If we love God and God is love and he abides in us and we abide in him, then the only answer to that equation equals love. We have got to love people you know, now, I, I learned this thing. If you guys pay attention, nowhere in the Bible Jesus ever said you got to like somebody. He never told us you must like this person because God understands. You're going to get on my nerves. And, and you know what I'm saying? And hmm. I always say, I say, and I, I always I say, I guarantee you, John, knowing the kind of personality Peter has, I know Pete, I know little John got on Peter's nerve because John called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved, and Peter was there first. So for John to come and just say, I'm the disciple Jesus loved, I'm the disciple Jesus loved, Peter cutting up folks' air. You cannot tell me at a certain time, and Peter was like, I just can't stand that little sucker. I just moved. Andrew, come walk with me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's in our nature. You know what I'm saying? And if you notice, Jesus never corrected anybody about liking, but he said you must love because when we love, we do right by each other. If I love you, I'm not going to lie to you. If I love you, I'm not going to curse you. If I love you, I'm not going to wish anything bad for you. If I love you, when you're down, I'm not going to dance a jig. I'll come to where you are. I'll sit with you. If I love you, I'm with you with the good. I'm with you in the bad. I love you. It's raining outside. I will come out there and give you my coat so you don't get wet or we both get wet together. That's what the love that Jesus is talking about. So a lot of times you say, I love you, I love you, until the Lord bless somebody. You know, you've seen friendships broken up. Girl, that's my best friend. We've been best friends since kindergarten. We like kin. We like kin. We like family. This is like my cousin. And that cousin gets married, get a good man, and all of a sudden the friendship is gone. That family member went ahead and went on to school, and all of a sudden, oh, you think you're all that. All of a sudden you can't act like a snowman. Oh, now you want to move to the suburbs. And you really get to see people's heart, how they really love you, when God blessed you and God does the same reversal, he really see what's in your, well, now, he don't see what's in your heart, but he reveals to you what's in your heart. When he blessed somebody else, especially with something you have been praying and seeking him for. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor Jean. Amen. Amen. You know, um, the, 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 uh, Things that you've chosen today, uh, Sister Nisi, they're things that require us to look at ourselves and look within ourselves before we mm-hmm. minister to others. And, you know, um, I hope this is the last one because I didn't come on here today for you to show me me. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm just joking. I always love this. But, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, you know, we need to we do we need to do some uh, um, uh, checking of ourselves and checking mm-hmm. of our hearts every now and again, you know, because sometimes we get so busy and preoccupied, you know, trying to help others and fix others, we forget we need a little help every every now and again. But you know, um, I believe last week it was. God spoke to my heart and said, uh, for 30 days, I want you to pray for someone that you know wow. is difficult to pray for. Woo! You know, I didn't have to look very far, right? But anyway, <laughs> as I begin to do <laughs> and I've been faithful so far. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But you know, ladies, when I when I begin to do that, and now I, mm-hmm. I realized it will probably probably be a difficult thing because number one, I just really didn't want to do it. Right. But out of obedience to God, I said, Well, okay, I'm going to do this. God, I trust you with this, but I mean, you know, I've been praying for years, I haven't seen any results, but mm-hmm. here we go, out of obedience mm-hmm. to the Lord. But you all know what? The first day I could pray for them. But you know what? On the second day, I found myself praying for me. Wow. <laughs> okay, God, yes. help me here. I don't know what to pray. Okay, let me see. Wait, wait, wait. I prayed it all yesterday, Lord. Okay, mm-hmm. so now, because I begin to see my heart. Hmm. I begin to feel, I, and you know, you can't fake it when you're praying. You know, you got to no. really be real. Mm-hmm. And so I began to pray for me, saying, Okay, God, I I can't pray for them. Oh my God, I don't know what to say. What's wrong? And God began to show me the unforgiveness in my heart. God began to show me the things that were there in me. And ladies, you know what? I had to for at least two days when it was time for me to pray for them. I had to go to God and repent for what mm-hmm. I had in my heart against them. Mhm. Are you hearing me? And so, you know, it's like um, you can't fake it till you make it in the Lord now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that may have been a yeah. that may have been allow, allowable twenty years ago, yeah, but now God is calling us to a new place in him. Yes. And mm-hmm. I mean I I've never been able to fake anything till I make it. I just leave it alone mm-hmm. and come back later and try again. But uh <laughs> I just, I just couldn't do it. You know, I just never, ever, ever could do that. I, it would tear me up. But, um, but you know, I found that God, you know, God being God and being all knowing, He knew when He challenged me to pray mm-hmm. for the people that were difficult to pray for, that it was going to require me to let Him deal with some issues in my heart. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, I can be kind to you on the surface long as you just don't bother me. You understand? I can I can give you a plate of food, you know. Mm-hmm. I can say, Hi, how are you? Um, <laughs> you know, I could I can do if you somebody dies in your family, I can send you flowers maybe. You know, I can do those type of things. I can give you a ride. <laughs> you know, I can do those type of things. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, that's the le- my level of being kind. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But when God tells me to get, when I have to get out of my comfort zone, when God tells me to do something that that requires me to do it outside of that 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 faith, that fleshly surface thing, then it right. then that's where it gets kind of difficult for me. That yeah. you know, it's like 
Okay, I'm being kind to you now. Don't don't bother me. I wish I was being kind. Now leave me alone. No, mm-hmm. I, we don't need to have a conversation. I don't really need to know. I don't want to know. I'm being kind. Just let me be kind. Yep. And and you you understand, as long as we can control it, we're fine with it. But mm-hmm. if something rubs our feathers to get to cause us to, to, you know, lose a little of that control that we have, then, you mm-hmm. know, it, it disrupts the whole plan of things. But God mm-hmm. has a way of doing that. Because God wants to get to the heart of the matter, especially if we say that we're his. And, you know, in First John, uh, Sister, Sister Nisi, it says, uh, God, let me find it, Lord, help me. Um, it's talking about um, the love. How do we know that we love God? And, and mm-hmm. I want to back up a little bit in First John. And it says here that. Uh, God is love. And I'm yes. reading from First John 4 here. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm coming in in the middle of uh, verse 16. It says, God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God. Yes. And God lives through them. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us. Yes. So that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. So Mm -hmm. if we operate in love, it says we won't even come up before the judgment seat and be judged people Mm -hmm. because we're allowing God to judge our heart now if we're flowing in love. And it goes on to say, because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. world. Love never brings fear. Mm -hmm. So fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated to us. And that's the verse I wanted to get to. The word says that our love for others is is our grateful response to the love Mm -hmm. God first demonstrated to us. So when I read a scripture like that, you know what? It causes me to analyze myself and say, God, am I really... The, by the way I carry myself when it when it uh when it comes to love and kindness and forgiveness, am I demonstrating that I am grateful to you for what you've done to me so that yes. takes it to a whole nother letter le- level of being challenged amen to let God mm-hmm. deal with the stuff in me that prevents me from walking in the in the attributes of the Spirit, such as forgiveness and kindness and love, Amen. This the type of love I I, I went to the Lord and said, God, I, I, I you know I, I'm supposed to love the unlovable, but I'm having a problem right. loving the unlovable. And He said, you know why, Gene? Because you have to love them with the agape love of God, and mm. it's not something that you can work up. It's not something that you yourself can walk in. It has to be imputed into you by me. It's a love of God in you, amen? Mm-hmm. And it's amen. so, therefore, the love for God manifests itself out of you. 
area. Mm-hmm. And you get that by experiencing him, fellowshipping and having a relationship with him. Yes. Amen. 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 So, and friends, before we move forward, you know, I just want to share something. And I want to give up a, a, a big up. Let me let me get my words together. I want to give up give a big up to Monique. Monique is tuning in with us today from home. Family and friends, we feed y'all spiritually. But if you see what Monique posts on Facebook when she cooks, mm. you would be told mm. by sight. The only mm. thing I could ask her, I said, when Dandan's restaurant opening, she said, what's that? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I given your restaurant a name. <laughs> I given your mm-hmm. restaurant a name. The type of food that she cooks, family and friends. If if you guys see the type of food, and I'm gonna ask if it's okay. Is yes, she ma'am. Shane Cruz. Shane Cruz. Yes, ma'am. She yeah. Oh God. Yeah, she's enjoying the show and she's here with us today, listening in. Hey, but the type of food she cooks, she doesn't eat meat. But the type of food she cooks, you would want to lick the plate. Mm-hmm. So I, I looking forward to going home because, like I said, I haven't been home in eight <laughs> years. But I'm looking forward to go home because she's the, one of the first person I gonna contact and say, "I'm hungry, I'm mm-hmm. hungry," and the music mm-hmm. that she has in the background and the setting that she has on the table. Monica, I hope you don't mind me sharing your business, but. Mm-hmm. I had to talk about it. I really and truly had to talk about it. But the type of um food that she cooks and the way she has it plated out on the table and the table set up and mm. the music going in the background, she already has mm. her promotion. So I'm willing, whenever yeah. she's ready to open her restaurant, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. I already got her commercial done packed. So I'm going to be mm. investing something. The day that she says she's opening, okay. I gonna work three, four jobs because that's one restaurant I invested in because oh, I did. didn't know. I know her for some years, but I didn't know she could have cooked like that. So Monique, again, wow. thank you for joining us. We are mm. here every Thanks, Tuesday at 1.30 Central Eastern Time, 2.30 your time back home. You are always welcome to join us and listen in. Again, thank mm-hmm. you for supporting us. I'm not saying goodbye because we ain't finished yet, but you know, just <laughs> Family and friends, I I will. She said not at all. So Mm -hmm. if you guys go to my Love Potion page on Facebook, I am going to post some of her dishes or the video on that page because that page is mine. But I'm going to share some of her videos with the music and the food and the plate sensing and the champagne Mm. glass with the strawberry in it. Uh All my family. Yes. Diani, yes, you, you, I'm not, nobody ain't ready for Dandan's restaurant. Dandan's restaurant coming soon. I put in that in the name of God. It coming soon. So I can just mm-hmm. see I can just, I just come in to eat. You know, I like to eat. So I'm, I'm just, supposed to be in cruise in, in January. I'm, uh-huh. supposed going, I'm supposed to be going home in January. Uh-huh. Monique, you hear that? She's coming home. <laughs> Diane likes to eat too. She likes mm-hmm. to eat, Monique. <laughs> Okay, so family and friends, moving forward, moving forward. We have 43 more minutes. She, um, Sister Deanne, she says she hear that. <laughs> so moving forward, we, we give, again, we only cap. We give y'all kindness. We give y'all forgiveness. We give y'all love. 
we're mm-hmm. going into mm-hmm. Proverbs 19.11. That's coming with one teaspoon of vanilla extract and one oh. cup of all-purpose flour. And that's, oh. again, Pastor Jean, that's your patience. <laughs> oh, amen. Amen. <laughs> so hold it together. We're sucking it to them together. So we're telling you, hey, if you know how to forgive, learn how to forgive. If you're kind, learn, learn how to be kind. If you don't know how mm-hmm. to love, start opening up your, your heart to love and patience. Family and friends, when we mm-hmm. talk about patience, I'm mm. talking about myself. I mm. had no patience before kids. <laughs> And thank God, God has given me patience before I had the second one. Because Mm. family, boy, the apple ain't fall off the tree with that one. It ain't fall off the tree. (laughs) The apple's still hanging. It's still on there. She is so much me in my younger days. Spicy, quick to answer back, quick to Mm. fight. She is Mm. so much Shanice that I should have named her Shanice Jr. She doesn't oh my God. like me, but boy, temper, attitude, that's Shanice. She ain't niece. She's Shanice. <laughs> so, so family and friends, like I said, our patience is coming from Proverbs 19.11. A person okay. wisdom yields patience. Yeah. It is to one's glory to over, oh my God, overlook an offense. See, family and friends, we are human beings by our very nature, impatient. We are impatient with others, impatient with ourselves, impatient with our creator. You know, when things ain't working out our way, ain't moving fast enough, mm-hmm. it's like, man, I ain't got time for this. I ain't got time. Woo, I walked oh, to a line God. and they have two, three people. That's too much for me. I ain't waiting. I was impatient with everything, family and friends. Mm, mm. We want things to happen according to our own time tables. Mm. But our Heavenly Father may have other plans. That's why we must learn the art of patience. Psalm 37.7 commands us to rest. In mm-hmm. the Lord, not rest in ourselves, not rest in anybody, but rest mm-hmm. in Him, the Lord, and wait patiently yeah. for Him. Woo! But for most of us, wait patiently for Him is difficult. Jesus. You know, we, we are that right now pausing. Now, why? Why ain't happening now? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we are fallible people who seek solutions mm-hmm. to our own problems. Today mm-hmm. is not sooner. God instructs us, instructs us to wait patiently for his plans to unfold, family and friends. Mm. See, we fold it. Now we impatient and we want it to unfold now. But God telling us no. Wait on his time. You know, when we, when we are impatient, when we forget to understand that the God that we serve, hmm. he is not a timely God, but he is mm-hmm. a, a time God, family and friends. Mm-hmm. God instructs us to wait patiently on his plan to unfold. And that's exactly what we should do. Not only as Christians, but we people in the world. This is something that we need to do. 
Sometimes we need to step back because the plan that we have, and Jesus. we could see that in on walk. Even if we have a plan A, B, and C, sometimes we just need yeah. to set up and say, God, you know what? Lay your hand on it. Let it go. Lay your hand on it. Because we already know it ain't going to work. Even though we have a perfect plan, it ain't going to work. We see that this Mm -mm. plan ain't going to work. ain't going to unfold as fast as we want it to. This is where you need to step back and let God come in. Amen. Amen. See, so the next time we should wait on him, find yourself, when we find ourselves tapping, our fingers as we wait for a quick resolution to the challenges of our everyday living. Family and friends, take a deep breath and ask God for patience. Be still before your heavenly father and trust in his timetable. It is the peaceful, again, it is the peaceful way to live. Yeah. By waiting yeah. on him. Not waiting on ourselves. Not 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 waiting on our neighbors. Not waiting on our mm-hmm. husbands, our wives, mm-hmm. our friends. Those are not the people that he wants us to wait on. He said right. wait on me. Mm-hmm. Remember family and friends, like we just read, he is the beginning, he's the end. We just the middle. Mm-hmm. See, we just the middle. See, where the head looks, the body can turn because the foot got to move you. That's right. See, we, the body, the torso, all we can do is follow. And That's this right. is what he's asking us to do. Wait. Wait. Just, just wait. Step back. Just, just find that wait. inch of patience. And just wait. Again, it could be difficult for us when, when we impatient and we just can't wait. We we just got to go like that energizer battery. We got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go. Mm-hmm. Slow down. Again, like I like to say, hold up, wait a minute. Let's put some Jesus in it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, we, we, we got to slow down, you know. Stop, stop waiting on Jesus when things really ain't right. You done that bed dying, or you done that bed sick, or you get in a car accident, or this ain't right with your family. This is when we want to be patient and say, Oh God, help me now. Give me God, mm-hmm. give me the strength, give me that patience. Mm-hmm. Oh God, my, my life about to cut. My they go evict me, whatever. This is when you find in the patient. Hmm. But what about all those other times that you need to find the patient to just just wait? Mm-hmm. This is a God would not leave us nor forsake, forsake us. Mm-hmm. With that being said, that's just telling us you have to wait. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forget about us. We are all his children. Don't matter what yes. sin. We have committed. We are all his children. Repent. Mm. And he forgive us of our sins. Yes. Even though when we do wrong, he say, you know what? Whatever you do wrong, it has already been done. But come to me, my child. Come to me. You would always be my child. I would always be your father. Always. 
So why not be patient on our father? The same way we can wait on our worldly father to bring our ice cream. Why mm-hmm. we can't wait for God to make changes in our life? Mm, Jesus, have mercy on us. We have huh. to wait. Again, hold up, wait a minute. Just just put a little Jesus in it. Yeah, he's gonna walk us through. There's no there's no valley too dark nor deep that he cannot shine light and lift us out of it. There's nothing going on in your life right now that you cannot be patient and wait for God to say it's okay. See, when we as Christians, when we move and we do our own thing without taking it to our Father or giving him the opportunity to allow us and to say yes, to put that stop, that seal on it. You know what, my child? It's okay. Go ahead. Hmm. Go ahead. Some of us are so impatient. We can't stop. Wait on that. Wait on that. I just want to share a little something because we have all these churches open and back up. Mm-hmm. And your friends, if you go into church, please, please protect yourself. My heart go out to the pastor, Miss Demika. Can't remember her last name. I'm not sure if it's Johnson or Johnson, but Miss Demika, she was in the pulpit a couple of days ago, and now family of friends, she is in a hospital with the COVID-19 and pneumonia. Um, mm-hmm. Follow her on Facebook. And I just want to say, you know, Father God, lift her out of it. She is your child. She is your vessel, Father God. So lift her out of it. You still have more work for her here on earth. You know, she is still carrying your word. She is still sharing your word, Father God. She was doing your work, and she she picked up this virus. I don't know if it's somebody from the church or, or somewhere else she's been, but Father God, just, just protect all of them that was in church that day. We are all your children, you know, and to her family, our heart go out to you guys. You know, we over here, um, TPV Radio Network, we are praying uh, for Amen. everybody who's going through it, family and friends. You know, we got 32 minutes and we got one more, but I'm passing over to my sisters. But I, I just had to say something. You know, please, please protect yourself. Protect your kids. Because when we as parents go out there, we don't protect ourselves. We're bringing it back home to our kids, our spouses. You know, and I've seen a lot of people out there with your kids and they don't have any masks. That is driving me crazy. I don't take my kids them out unless they have to go out. If you... Don't have nobody to watch that child while you step out is understandable. But if you're taking your child outside and you have on a mask and this child is old enough to wear a mask, please put a mask on this child. Walk with your hand sanitizer. We're not to the point now where we can't find them in store. We could find them in store now. So, again, because I, I spoke to a nurse and she said, it's not over. We are about to go into round two, which is going to hit us harder. So family and friends, please protect yourself. Pastor Jean, I'm going to turn it over to you. Patience. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, uh, sister, the things that I was thinking about as far as, uh, as 
uh, as far as patience is concerned, the scripture tells us that uh, that love is patient. Yes. Love is kind. Amen. Um, it does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Yes. Um, in 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 the uh, Passion translation, it says, "Love never stops loving. Never. It extends beyond the gift of, of prophecy." Amen. But um, in order for us to walk in patience, then, sisters, it tells me love has to be right there. Yeah. That if I'm not willing to, if I'm not a, a love participant, then how can I be patient? Um, it says in the passion, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is mm-hmm. gentle and consist- consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when mm-hmm. blessing comes to someone else. Mm-hmm. It does not brag about one's achievement nor inflate its own importance. No, no. So, no, no. so you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at, at 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 the word patience, and I'm looking at kindness. We, and and it's saying that you can't even achieve these without love. Mm-mm. If you're not walking in love, then there's no way you can operate in these other attributes. No. No. Amen. So. You know, I, and, and and when I look at the word patience, because I, I, I used to be very impatient because I, I had so much to do. <laughs> so I just needed to get it done. If I asked someone else to do it and they didn't, they procrastinated, you know, I did it. I did it. Yep. <laughs> because it needed to be done, you know, because there were other things that needed, you know, needed to be done that could not be done unless that was completed first. But you know what? I found that as I was doing that, I became bitter inside. And I became resentful of that person on the inside. And I began to rail about them. They want to be in leadership, but you can't ever depend on them when you need them. And you know what? I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. It was never a, attitude, a loving attitude in, in it. You know, I was, mm-hmm. and, and I would let them know. I would let them know. Well, I thought I could depend on you, but evidently I couldn't, so I had to get it done. Now, does that, could you find any love in that statement? No. You were impatient and bold. (laughs) Very, yes, ma'am. And so, you know, when I went to the Lord, the Lord had to deal with me. And you know what he showed me? How patient he was with me, even in my My life. My (laughs) God. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? He said, I'm being very patient with you in your impatience. My God. Hmm. I know, isn't he something, guys? He is oh. He's good. He's good. Uh, He's good. So, it, you know, and, and he'll, he'll, he always brings it back around to him. If you really love me, then you'll let me deal with that. Because mm-hmm. that control in you ultimately says to me that you don't trust me. Mm-hmm. You don't trust the way I'm choosing to do it. You don't 
trust and it puts resentment in your heart when I bless others, but yet you're still waiting or you need a blessing. Yes. So it puts a little attitude in there. Yeah. When I bless others that you deem to be sinful in your self-righteousness. So you you could live you you could be saved but you can live frustrated in walking out your salvation. You understand? Mm-hmm. If you if you're not allowing God to develop those attributes within you of love and kindness and patience, forgiveness. And I walked like that for years, people. Thought I was saved, but I was miserably saved. Because I didn't understand that it required more than just words. It really required me humbling myself and allowing God to go into my heart where the problem was. I really needed a heart transplant. Mm -hmm. Because all of the stuff in the world that I had involved myself with prior to knowing God had messed my heart up. And I needed a new heart. (laughs) And I realized that God is the only one that could give me, give me that that new heart. heart. But Mm -hmm. I had to humble myself and allow him to deal with the issues of the old heart. Amen. 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 Just to the end. Yes, man. Well, I learned patience by the Lord setting me up. Yes, he did. He set me up. Uh, if you are new to our program, if you've listened to us before, you guys know uh, I was infected with the West Nile virus about 14 years ago, so I have limited vision. So when my vision really started getting to the point where I couldn't drive anymore, I had to get on what we had in the city of Dallas called a handy ride. Those were, that was for anybody who had a disability where you couldn't ride. So when I first set up my ride, baby, my ride was on time, okay? <laughs> it was on, the on time. Coming back home, my ride was on time. I'm like, yes, yes. So I set up my ride for the next two days for the exact time. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) things started changing. I got to the bus station uh, from from downtown Dallas. I got to the the bus station where the ride was supposed to pick me up. I was like, okay, it's not here yet. I am a type A person. You cannot tell a type A person you'll be here at 430 and you're not here at 425. That does not work. So here I am waiting on the, y'all, don't you know, don't you know, don't you know, I'm in that bus station getting upset, calling the people. Where am I right? Where am I right? Well, it was supposed to be here at this time. And I'm telling you, I am just in all kind of twisted way because I have no patience. And I'm t- and the bus, the first time I did that, that bus came two hours later. Y'all wow. know when the, when when the football players play like in the Super Bowl or in the cold season and they take their helmet off, you see the smoke coming up the top of their heads. That was me. <laughs> that was me. I had smoke coming out from the top of my head. You were screaming. Hours. <laughs> two hours. And the, the ride from the bus station to my house was maybe ten minutes. 
So if I could have walked, if I was able to see well enough, I'd have just walked home. Okay? <laughs> so I, two hours. So next day, I'm waiting. The bus is supposed to be I'm, I'm outside. The dog can see me from the window. So the dog is in the crate just raising cane. And I am waiting for the bus. No bus. Lord, where is the bus? It comes, drop me off. Go back. And I tell you, one day I was on the bus, and God broke me. God broke me into a place of patience. I didn't even pay attention. One day the bus went straight by my house to drop somebody else. And I'm like, this must, this must. I, I mean, when you pass the road, you can actually see the steps going up to my front door. <laughs> and he passed me and went to somebody else and went and then turned around and came back. I was like, this ain't working. <laughs> so I moved, on the, I moved on the other side of town, and he stepped me up again. So I said, okay, I got to go this time all the way on the other side of Dallas. So I got out of class. Man, my bus was ready. I was like, yes. And not only was my bus ready, I was the only one on there. So he had no stop. So he was straight ride home. <laughs> yeah, I know he was sitting there talking about, yeah, going ahead. You just don't know what I got planned for you. The Lord <laughs> worked me over so bad. The Lord worked me over so badly. I was on the van one day. The van was jam-packed. And everybody is complaining except who? Me. Yeah. And when he dropped off everybody, he said, everybody was complaining except you. And I learned a lesson. I said, well, I'm on the bus. I know you're going to take me home. That's when I knew God had delivered me from patience. <laughs> so after that, <laughs> I knew. So after that, the bus would come. I would sit because I know I'm on there. Because if I'm on there, that means you know I'm on there. That means you have my schedule to get me where I'm going. So uh -huh. I'm a, and that's how God birthed patience into me. Sit down, shut up, and wait. But them two hours, them two <laughs> hours, I just knew. Oh, God Almighty. When I tell you, I turned all different colors. I turned brown. I turned black. I turned blue. I turned purple. I was mad. I was vexed. I was upset. I was just... <laughs> And, and and when I got on the bus, when I got on the bus, I let the I let the driver know two hours of sick because I had just a face face on my face. I just had to sit because you had me waiting here two hours, two hours, and the Lord was bursting patience into me. And now I have no problem, no problem. Uh, my fiance would come to take me someplace, and he know if you tell me you're gonna be here eight thirty, like I said, don't tell me you're gonna be here eight thirty and come up in here eight forty, eight forty five. We're going to be mad, vexed, upset. We have problems. And one day, he's taking me to the chiropractor, and I look at the time, and I said to myself, we're not going to make it. And I said to myself, you know what? Oh, well, we don't make it. That's on him. We're going to be late. He's just going to waste the gas, and that's going to be on him. Y'all, I did not say one word. On the way back home, I will never forget that. I, I, I made a comment and said, we made it. He said, yeah. He said, I was kind of surprised. I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, why? He said, because you didn't say nothing. I said, baby, prayer works. <laughs> prayer works. Because before because before that, Pastor Gene, I went to the Lord and, and I prayed for, th I heard this pastor say, pray to the Lord for 30 days for specific things. And I never prayed to the Lord about patience. 
Lord, I pray to the Lord about a closer walk with him, changing my heart, removing anger, removing rage, and removing all these things. And in that process, the Lord delivered me out of there. Tell you something, I can sit and I can wait. The only thing I say now, I say, hey, let me know when you're in your way. Like, because my fiance, he'll say, I'm on, my, I'm on the road. And when he say, I'm on the road, that means it's like maybe getting out the shower. So that tells me I got a 15, 20 minutes. So I say, when you get on the road, tell me you're on the road. So by the time he, go, he gets here, I'm just getting dressed or I'm finished getting dressed. But that's how the Lord got me into a place of patience. The Lord set me up when it came to patience. So I'm warning y'all right now, those of you who don't have patience, learn from me because the Lord going to set you up and he's going to show you that you and what he is trying to yank out of you. And that's my testimony in Jesus' name. <laughs> I would just tell her, you know what? I'll be there because um, I like to be on time too, but sometimes it just don't work out. <laughs> And in that time, I, and in that time, I need a call. At that moment, I need a call. I need you to say, "Hey, Diane, I told you I was gonna be at eight thirty, but we're in a little traffic. I may get there eight thirty-five, eight forty. So then I know, okay, I can chill. But don't just keep me hanging. I have a Skype A. I have a Skype A. Yeah, she could have oh on my God. I, I guess I must be a Type A too. Uh, <laughs> oh Lord. Well, I'm a type B. I mean, you know, you, do you know how oh it feels when you're a type A and you get in line and you sit there and you study the lines and you go, Woo! okay, this one is moving faster. Okay, yes. she only has 10 items and that person has there. Okay, no. I'm getting in this line. And as soon yes. as you get in that line, guess what? That's, oh, God, it starts to move. They need a price check. Or the oh. woman is changing over. Or the he other one is coming out. I mean, himself. it's like, come on, Lord. Yes. Oh, come on, Lord. Yes. <laughs> he sets us up. But he, he is faithful. Up. And whatever, whatever we need, he is so faithful to give us, isn't he? I think the Lord, I think he laughs at me sometimes. <laughs> I think he just look at this guy. Just, when is she going to learn this? Do I need to put her on a bus for another two hours? <laughs> do I need to put her on a bus for another? Because she does not get it. So I just learn. I learn how to make it work for me where the enemy does not use it against me and get me into a place of anger. You know what I'm saying? So because the, the enemy knows what buttons to push in. Amen. So I have yeah. decided yeah. to give me a call, Diane. I'm not going to make it on time. Okay, no problem. I'm cool. I'm cool. But, Lord Jesus, please don't put me to that test again. And you so know, it's the same lesson we try to teach our children. We try to teach our children patience that we don't have. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Be, be in the car. Poop, poop. Get out the way. You're too slow. You're too slow. You're too slow. Yeah. <laughs> We have one more to finish up this pineapple upside down cake. Amen. From John fourteen twenty seven, we'll try to go through this. We got fifteen minutes left, okay. and I have one teaspoon of baking powder, one fourth mm-hmm. teaspoon of salt, and of course the topping of the cake, the cherries, the Ooh, cherries. Yes, Lord. So with this comes your peace. 
Your peace, not your piece of cake, but your peace. <laughs> your peace. <laughs> yes, your peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives you. I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let you let it be afraid. Family and friends, peace. It is Thank such you, a beautiful word. Yeah. It conveys obscenity, contentment, and freedom. Freedom, yeah. family and friends, yeah. from the trials and the tribulation of everyday existence. Peace means freedom from conflict. Again, you, you yeah. know, I don't think everybody hearing this, but let me say it again. Peace means freedom. Freedom from conflict, freedom from inner turmoil, and freedom from worry, family and friends. Peace is such a beautiful concept that adversities and marketers, Mm -hmm. advertisers and marketers, attempt Mm -hmm. to sell it with image of relaxed vacationers, lounging on the beach, or a happy senior citizen. Celebrated on the Gulf Coast. See, this this mm-hmm. this is how the world trying to sell it to us. Mm-hmm. But contrary to the implied claims of modern modern more than modern media, <laughs> peace, genuine peace is not for sale, family or friends. Not for sale. Can't get it. It's not for sale at any price. Nope. Have you discovered the genuine peace that can be yours through Christ? Jesus, or are you still scurrying after the illusion of peace that the world <laughs> promised but cannot, family and friends, it cannot deliver? If you've turned things over to Jesus, you'll be blessed now and forever. Amen. So what are you waiting for, family and friends? Let him rule your heart and your thoughts beginning now. When you do, you'll experience the peace that only he can give you. Amen. Pastor Jean, I'm going to turn it straight into you. Amen, sister. And again, we find that these Things come straight from the master. Straight. There is nothing we can do. We cannot manufacture it. We can't nope. work it up. We can't conjure nope. it up. We can't buy it. No. Nope. It comes straight from the Creator. So yeah. it says. He says that the peace, the peace that He gives, yes. surpasses all understanding. Yeah. So it behooves us to get it. Because without it, we are not able to even function when times are difficult, when situations come at us, when the enemy of our soul fires his fiery darts. We must be able to enter into those things that the Lord has pre-prepared and approved for us, sisters, listening audience. It's nothing like 
having everything hit you at one time to the point Mm. that you can't even sleep. That stuff goes to bed with you, and it gets up with you in the morning, and it sets down at the table before you get to the table. And it's like, yep, I'm with you. I'm right here with you. And there's nothing you can do to shake it. And sometimes you wonder, how in the world did I get here? Sometimes you have that feeling of something impending. You don't even know what it is, but it's something that's coming. And you begin to feel the dread of that thing before it even gets there. But God said, enter into my rest, enter into my peace. I have you. If you're my child, I can supernaturally transform you from one place into another if you would just trust me. If you would just trust me. I remember once I was engaged, we had set the date. People had been invited. And then a week before, they said no. I had to carry all of that. I had to face the people at work, face the people in my family alone, alone. And I began to say, I went to the Lord, ladies, and I said, you know, Lord, I feel so terrible. I can't even define how I feel. I I said, but I feel as if someone took my heart, jerked it out of my chest. We went on a nasty, filthy floor, and that wasn't enough. They began to stop it. That's just how I felt. That was the only definition I had for it. And I said, but you know what, Lord? I'm trying to learn you, and I want to know you, but I cannot bear this, Lord God. I feel like I just want to go through one of the cracks in the floor. And I said, Father, if you can, rescue me. And you all know what? Something supernatural came over me. And it's almost like a hand reached down in my heart and jerked something out of me and put peace there. I don't know where. You know what? I actually was feeling myself. (laughs) Like, whoa, wait, what what happened here? (laughs) But it was that peace. That surpasses all understanding. I could not even understand what had just happened to me. But you know what? It was so obvious that I knew it was the hand of God. And that's what he wants to do for us. Amen. 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 Peace, my God. I had no clue what peace was until I left my ex-husband. I moved into an apartment, my daughter and I. I had two fleece blankets and two pillows, and I laid on that floor, and I slept like I never slept before. Mm. I woke up trying to figure out what is this thing that I am feeling. So, Pastor Jen, I quite understand. I thought when you had peace, it would be like exuberance. You'd be jumping. You'd be peace is like just the river, just chilling, just Mm -hmm. chilling, just rest. And the world does not have any peace, so they're smoking dope, they're smoking crack, they're sniffing cocaine, people are popping cigarettes back to back, people are, before they go to bed, they got to have a drink, before they wake up, they got to have a drink. It's, it's always something because they're seeking something to give them that peace, to remove the worries and the stress, 
And the only way for us to have complete peace is in God. He is our peace. He is our shalom peace. I learned to lay down and sleep. I went from having a full-time job to having to learn to readjust to living on disability from the government and from AT&T, and I had to learn to start over. But in all that, God gave me a peace. I would lay in my bed. I would still sleep. Earlier, uh, I told the family earlier uh, this summer, they tried to tell me they found some kind of trace of cancer in me, and I was like, I couldn't sleep, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I started praying. I started taking communion. Baby, when I tell you I go to sleep, I get up, I have to use the bathroom, use the bathroom. I go right back to sleep. Why? It's not because I'm good. It's because God is good, and he has extended his peace, and I have received it. And I said to you today, if you are in a place of worry, of stress, you are dismayed, if you don't know that Jesus that we are talking about, today is the perfect to know him. Today he will give you the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And in that peace, he will also wipe away your tears. Because as long as you're crying, you don't have peace. But once you are able to dry up them tears and look at sickness, look at disease, look at lack of money, and say, I know who I serve. My God is bigger than sickness. My God is bigger than lack. My God is bigger than everything. And the answer to every solution is Jesus right then and there, baby. You can get you a bowl of ice cream or a piece of that upside-down pineapple cake and turn on the TV and enjoy it. Yes, family and friends. Well, family and friends, if you didn't know, now you know the drop today. Today, October 20, the drop mm-hmm. has celebrate day 20 episode. Today, we have done our 20, 2-0 episode today. So, family and right. friends, yes, yes. All I'm right. Again, family and friends, because we have limited time left. If you enjoy our show, tune in tonight to Sister Dion's show. Sister Dion, your show is at 6 o'clock. And it's victory over the weight of life, family and friends. So tune in, tune in, tune in. If you're not following TPV Radio Network on Facebook, please do. If you have not subscribed to the website, please do. You'll get notification when we're coming on, when there's changes or we interview anybody. Family and friends, returning, returning on Sunday. Let me get my date right. Sunday, (laughs) October 25th. TPV Radio Network. It's the Thomas Voice Reloaded. He is back, family and friends, beginning Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We have one yes. minute left, family and friends. So if you missed the show before this one, it was our pound cake. Go to Black Talk mm-hmm. Radio mm-hmm. and Google the Grub, and our episodes would come up. So if you missed the pound cake, go back to it. Today we gave um. The pineapple upside down cake. We have one more cake for you guys, family and friends, next week. We are building, we are baking this month. So tune in next week, Tuesday at 1.30 Central Standard yeah. Time. 
tune into yeah. the club and listen to the Platinum Sisters, family and friends. That's right. Hey, you tune in. It's the one and only, the hottest radio network on the planet, TPV yes. Radio Network. Family, walk with us. Let's go. Stay tuned, stay blessed, and see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Be blessed. Bye, Bye. ladies. God bless. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.